last time we uh, got halfway through that list that we had there in concerning the hardened hearts and the prayer that we ought to give to the Lord or offer up to the Lord so that these hearts might be softened. As Paul said, pray for me that utterance may be given unto me that he might make known the mystery of the gospel. And um, today in the world is still a mystery to a lot of people. Still a mystery to the Jewish people. And uh, some of our family is still a mystery. Don't understand and don't comprehend the truth. And we're looking at these different things. We looked at hardened hearts and dull of hearing, not understanding when God visits and knocks on their heart's door, cultural differences that there are, and uh, it's making it a mystery to them, man's inability to comprehend spiritual things, man's language differences. And we talked about that, and um, with the African folk here, that we pray that that language barrier would be quickly overcome and uh, would enjoy that fellowship in the Lord around his word. <clears throat> Man's blindness, spiritual blindness, brought on by Satan, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Man's ignorance, we looked at that was the last one, in Acts chapter 17 and verse 23. And they'll go forward from there. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us the mystery of the gospel as you've given it to Paul, gave it to Paul, you've given it to us to keep on giving the gospel to those that are unsaved. And Lord, you know better than us the hindrances to the word of God going forth. And I pray, Lord, that we'd be aware of these and that we'd overcome them with your strength, with the word of God and with the presence of your Holy Spirit in the ministry that we have to other people. Thank you, Lord, that we can take the good news of the gospel to a dying world and give them living hope from the living water of the Lord Jesus. Bless the study and time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> first Peter chapter 2 is where we first go. The next hindrance. Inherit, inherent difficulty. This was not only just for the Jewish nation, although that's what it's talk, who it's talking about here in First Peter chapter 2 and verse 4 and then verse 7 and 8. To whom coming is unto a living stone, <clears throat> disadvantage, allowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. <coughs> you can read the rest, but then in verse 7, unto you therefore who believe he is precious. And the living stone is the Lord Jesus, as we know and read the, in his context. But to them who are disobedient to the gospel, that is, disobedient to truth, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. A stone of stumbling, a rock of offence, even to them who stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Yes, the Jews were appointed to receive the word, the Messiah, that came. They didn't. And today, I believe there are appointments that God has for unsaved people, as you and I meet them, as they 
pick up something and read it as they hear something about the gospel and they stumble. They stumble at the cornerstone. And that's a terrible place to be in because the same stone that has become an offence to them and that they stumble at, the Lord Jesus, is the very stone that in the Gospel of Matthew says that on the day of judgment it will grind them to powder. Aren't you glad you didn't stumble at the Lord Jesus but received him? And there's a lot of people that have stumbled at him. It was an offence to them to tell them they were sinners, which they are, but they didn't like it and went their way. Maybe the Lord will give and does give other opportunities for them, doesn't he? You know, when it comes from a family member, the gospel comes from a family member, it's, you know, you're only my brother or sister or, you know, son or whatever. There's a resistance. But when it comes from a friend outside at work, and sometimes there's not that resistance, and pray that those that might have stumbled might have gotten up and listened to the message again. The Jews will, but it's taken them a long time <laughs> to wake up to the, the stone that they stumbled on, the Lord Jesus. So there's that hindrance. Pray that that over, be overcome. This is what Paul is saying. Pray that he might be, have that utterance. Um, <clears throat> Acts chapter 7 and verse 54. Acts 7 and verse 54. <laughs> Andrew sent me a text. It must have been Friday, Saturday. I don't know. And he said <clears throat> he was out witnessing to a chap. And I think it was Boaz. He's probably listening now. <laughs> When Andrew got back to the car, Boaz was in there praying <laughs> because he'd listened to the message last Wednesday night and knew that there was resistance to the gospel, there's hindrances to the gospel. And the dad needs prayer because he's witnessing to somebody. So <laughs> that was kind of special. Andrew texted with something else he needed to tell me. But <clears throat> Acts chapter 7 and verse 54, we read here. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and gnashed on him with their teeth. Talking about Stephen's message that he preached to these people. <clears throat> there is antagonism to truth, isn't there? There's, there's not just a stumble and you know, go their way and don't talk about it to you, but sometimes there's outright wrath and anger at the truth of the word of God. And here it was, and Stephen got stoned on this occasion. He died for, for preaching the truth. He did get stuck into him. <laughs> you read verse 48 down to verse 53. He didn't hold back. The, he had heard the Lord probably doing the same in like, like of Matthew 23, where the Lord spoke to these people, the same people. <clears throat> and so there's an antagonism toward truth. Do you feel that and sense that is growing today? People are more bold to attack the people that preach the truth than before when it comes to the truth of the gospel. They're, they're aggressive, especially when it comes to you tread on toes like the uh, sodomite movement, same-sex marriage and all that. You start treading on toes there. They get aggressive. You don't even have to say anything. Who was it on Sunday? Someone was telling me, 
Michael it was, he was saying he was working for somebody <clears throat> and after a little bit I said, you're a Christian, aren't you? I said, had you said anything? He said, no. Have you got anything on your car? No. <laughs> you don't swear and carry on like the others that are here come in and do this sort of work. And um, <clears throat> one received him well and one didn't receive him so well. as two people had said it to him. So <clears throat> they just antagonistic. They just don't want to know. They didn't, they've been taught evolution. They believe the lie of that and then they're just antagonistic toward anything to do with the truth. Pray that God would break down the hearts of this antagonism. He will one day, but it'll take an awful lot for people's hearts to be broken and recognise the Lord. Um, <clears throat> another one, and this takes three chapters, and we I'll just mention it, but it's in Romans chapter 1 to chapter 3. And it's <coughs> I've put down there the old, depraved, fallen nature. Verse 16. <coughs> Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has shown it to them. And you read on through the chapters, and you get to the end of chapter 3, and it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It tells you in chapter 2, Their mouth is an open, their throat is an open sepulchre. With their tongues they have used deceit. And so the depraved, fallen human nature wants to enjoy the sin that they are so steeped in instead of listening to the truth of the gospel. Pray that this barrier also would be broken down. <clears throat> Romans chapter 2, just in the middle of that, verse 24, is a barrier to the gospel. For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. And he's talking to Jewish people. Through you, you know, they make their boast of the law in verse 23. And through breaking the law, dishonour God. And so God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles, even amongst the Jewish people. The religious people heard the Lord Jesus, most of them, gladly, the Jewish people. But they didn't like what was being said by the religious people. <laughs> that really annoyed them. They'd had enough of that. They'd had hypocrisy. They'd seen, the, you know, that they're in it for money, they're in it for prestige, popularity, whatever, but they're not in it. And when they heard Jesus, they heard him gladly. He speaks as one with authority. <laughs> he backs up what he says with what he does and how he believes and how, he, how he's willing to confront these, even these leaders. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and so the testimony of people, of ourselves. <laughs> I know, you know, you say, well, you, you shouldn't be a pushover. But sometimes it's best to just back off and leave it. When an unsafe person, as on occasion, maybe hasn't paid you, um, maybe says, oh, it's only worth half that much, they, they, after you finish the job. <laughs> it, it hurts 
particularly when you've, like, on one job, I remember, I'd lost a ripper toe, this was about $200 worth just for the toe, and I knew where, what gully it was in, I couldn't find it, <laughs> been buried, and then, then he ducks, he ducks half the price of the job, it was about a full day job, so it's two days. <clears throat> and he's a neighbour to my, one of my brothers, and so what do you do? And also their children had burnt our hay shed down. So, you know, there's a lot of negatives and you could say, oh, I'm going to let him have it. <laughs> but no, we let that go. And a lot of people know that they're not going to chase a little bit of money with a lot of money from a lawyer, and they know that, <laughs> and they'll use that. But for testimony's sake, I did send the bill three times, but he didn't respond. <laughs> for testimony's sake. Have we caused somebody to stumble? Is there somebody still on the way to hell because we were offensive to them? Let's not have that so. It, with our, what they see it as religion. <clears throat> have a good testimony amongst the unsafe people that you work with, your school with, or wherever you mix with or neighbour with. And uh, that they might not be able to say, hey, them, <laughs> on Judgment Day. That one is the cause of me being here. I was offended by what they did, what they said, whatever it is. And the Jews here, in the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles. Well, <laughs> what did the Gentiles know the Jews called them? Dogs. Dogs. It, it, the, the Jewish, I mean the Samaritan, half, half Jewish, they say. The Samaritan woman, what did she say when the Lord was talking to her? What are you doing talking to me? A Jew talking to a Samaritan? <laughs> On our turf? <laughs> you know, he must needs go through there. Praise the Lord, he went into Gentile territory for two days. And then he come out and he was... <coughs> He'd left the message there and they shared it around. But they, that was their out of the Gentile or those that weren't fully Jew. They, they knew they were looked down upon. And praise God for the gospel that's gone out. And, and even Peter, after years of experiencing the truth there, he, he got carried away in the book of Galatians and, and went with the Jews and uh, started... Getting the, the Pharisees, well, the, the religious people that had turned up there, and Paul rebuked him for that, causing an offence. Man's deceived heart. What does it say in Jeremiah 17, verse 9? <coughs> and desperately wicked. Mm -hmm. Who can know it? Man's heart is deceived, and Satan wants to keep it that way. Isaiah 29, 13, and Matthew 15, 8. Talk about the heart being deceived. <clears throat> Man's, man loves darkness rather than light. Where is that passage? Can you think of the passage that's written in? Oh, you've got it written down. I think it is there. In John's Gospel, chapter 3, just after verse 16. <coughs> he that believeth on him is not condemned. Verse 18. But he that believeth not is condemned already in that he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is the condemnation, that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. 
are evil. Were? Were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. <clears throat> so the darkness, they love the darkness, they love the deeds of darkness. And our old nature, as even as Christians, can love the dark and not the light. Like white ants. White ants, I think it's so. That <clears throat> Well, I've seen them. <laughs> When they build a, play, a place to get into your house, into the nice wood and hardwood, I don't know how they're going to eat it, but they get in there. Yeah, Brother Dunn, you, you've had them, haven't you? Back on the farm. Yes. <laughs> but they make a channel, they'll make a, a building of, like, up a post or up a wall of mud. That's how you know that they're there. Up a post to get into the wood. But expose them to the light, and they don't like that at all. <laughs> They like to work, work in darkness. And so this evil, and evil people love darkness rather than light. You come to the light, your sins are exposed. <clears throat> How many people have you witnessed to that seem to have shown an interest in the truth of God's word? They've got, and they, you know, I'll hear you again. Like that, the fellow said to Paul, I'll hear you again. After a time, they go out and they enjoy their sin in the darkness and they don't want to hear you again. <laughs> they don't want to give an ear to it. And you pray that this barrier be broken down, that men would rather the light, the truth. Um, men, people, love this world. The love of the world, how does it go? The, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. First John chapter 3, verse 15 to 17. And <clears throat> when all these people who reject the message and are hardened to the gospel, get out into eternity and realise what they've lost out on, how great the regret that they loved the world that lasted for so short a time and they missed out on eternity in heaven forever. Don't love this present world. 2 Timothy 4.10 also is there. Um, <clears throat> another one that is <laughs> probably affecting some people this last week is the love of money. <laughs> the love of money. What does it say in Timothy? The love of money is the root of all evil. And while some, having gone after it, have pierced themselves through, the love of money. And, and decisions that are made. The decisions I've seen people make because of money. It's cost them so much to get that money and how much it's hurt them. Not worth it, especially when they're Christians. The love of money will make you make and say and do things that are just, is just plain wrong. And uh, <clears throat> don't go after it. Matthew 19, verses 16 to 30. You'll pierce yourself through. And, and money buys things, of course. And that's all in the love of this world, isn't it? Loving the world. Pray that this would be broken down. <clears throat> what is the what's happened in the last week since the coronavirus is affecting so many countries <laughs> yeah it did it, did. it has it's just flowing away and um, <clears throat> I think the share market's down 10 more percent 15 percent 
And that's where a lot of people have, well, they haven't chose to, they've been made to <laughs> by the, the, the way the wages are, got the money there for their retirement, and then choo, the rubs pulled out from under them. <laughs> and so it goes. <clears throat> and you wonder about what's going on here. <laughs> uh, the love of money. Maybe God is saying, hey, trust me, don't trust it. Trust me, don't trust it. You know, it keeps knocking. Um, <clears throat> the hatred of, of... There's a few that are not on there that are on the, on the paper you've got, but the hatred of Christ and, and Christians and Christianity is, a, is a, a growing trend today. I had a call that came in three times yesterday and I couldn't... They didn't say anything, but I got the phone number and I phoned them back. And then he, he wasn't... He, then he phoned me back. There's heaps of calls coming today. But this was one of them. And there's an old man from down Melbourne. <clears throat> he said, if you had a fella come and talk to you by the name of such and such? I said, no. He said, well, he, he ripped me off. And he's going up to the church, Baptist Church in Albury, and he's going to do the same. <laughs> and he, he rung me from Heidelberg and warned me. He said, the world is a wicked place. He said, I'm a Christian, and I don't want you to get hurt. <laughs> now, <clears throat> but just, just that, And they take advantage of people. And I just looked up some of the things that are going on today. Uh, Brother Andrews and the, and the persecution that he brings out that's happening in the world. The 40 nations where Christians are imprisoned presently. <clears throat> 28, almost 29% are Protestants. 24% of those imprisoned are Catholics. And 5.5% per, Muslims. That would be in the Western countries, I'd say. Um, <clears throat> 11 Christians are killed every day that's from open doors 11 Christians die every day now in our day for their faith now I don't know that that, that might include the Catholic and Protestants together <clears throat> the most dangerous places I said to be a Christian on this earth presently North Korea is the worst place Afghanistan is the next next worst, if you can put it in a... And then Somalia, Libya, Sudan, India, Turkey, Algeria, and then Africa. They're the list of nine in that order, and then China is the next one. And uh, <clears throat> I heard a dissident speaking of the coronavirus and how we blame the fellow at the top of China. What's his name? Yeah, that, you know, the Prime Minister, President, and said they covered it and covered it until it was just getting too big and they should have jumped on it a lot earlier. So what did they do with him? <laughs> they imprisoned him two days ago because <laughs> he wrote something against the leadership. Now, he's not, he's not a Christian, but uh, <clears throat> the persecution... Is there, let's pray for our brethren in that Christ is hated, Christians are hated, and many of them end up in prison because of their faith. But also encouragingly read the other day, and you know these, these figures are from people like Brother Andrews and other people, 97 million supposed to be Christians in China. What's the population of Australia, 24, 25? And three, three times that, more than three times that. <clears throat> and it's just being spread. 
the more resistance there is to it, the more Christians people are believing. You know, you tell a tell a person not to, and what do they do? Want to? <laughs> it's just the nature, and maybe it's reversing the effect. Satan will use every trick and deception and lie in his book to stop people hearing the gospel. Let us pray that God, and working through his ambassadors, will break down the mystery, and we are his ambassadors. We know the truth in Christ. Let's pray that God's Holy Spirit would work through us and that these barriers and things that we know about, we wouldn't be a part of the barrier to people coming but we'd be part of the solution to getting the gospel into the hearts of people. Let's pray, pray, pray. <clears throat> we are here last night and uh, we're going out in the car park and Brian was here. He said, what can I do for you? I said, pray for me <laughs> that I might sleep because the night before I hadn't slept right through it. Coughing and spluttering and you know what it's like. I haven't got corona, I don't think. <laughs> I've been nowhere else but Aubrey and in the house but and I'm going to when, when I see him next don't tell him until I do just, your prayer worked <laughs> I went to bed at 10 and woke up at 6 and that hasn't happened <laughs> so pray God can have that effect can't he and, um, <clears throat> and all the sniffling and everything didn't take any effect I slept through it all last night so prayer is answered the Lord Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. He gave his life for that purpose. Is he interested in seeing souls saved? Yes, absolutely. He, he, he came to save all if they'll repent. And so a prayer that's according to God's will, that is we pray for people who are unsaved. Pray that the barriers would be broken down. Pray that this wouldn't be a mystery to people anymore. And before it's too too late, <clears throat> Paul realised he had a golden opportunity here, being a prisoner in Rome, to win members of the imperial guard. I'm sure there's some soldiers in heaven with Paul rejoicing still. He knew he could make converts in Caesar's household, the place of power of the world in that day. Maybe he would even get to witness to Nero himself. We don't know. doesn't say so. But when, he, when it, he was first saved, he said to, who was it, Ananias? Who did he talk to first? That chap there. He said, don't be afraid of him. I've chosen him to be a testimony before the Gentiles and before kings and rulers. And it may have been right to the top of the power of the day. Because remember, Agrippa said, and he was a Roman, almost thou persuadest me. Um, <clears throat> Festus said, much learning doth make thee mad. And, and Paul said, you know what I'm talking about. You know what, we, what we've been saying. And Felix, these are, all th these are three Romans that may have reported back and may have written it down with the charges against Paul and sent it to Nero. <laughs> Felix trembled. Felix trembled. He, he understood. And so this, right there in the seat of power, Paul was in prison for a pray that when that happens, that God's word goes out. 
testified to the members of the Roman court. Can you see Paul doing that when he was up on charges? I can. Yeah, I mean, this is the end of it anyway. I might as well let it all go <laughs> and just tell them what they need to hear, the gospel. And the Roman soldiers that have been changing. <laughs> Keep doing it. <laughs> Give, sock it to them, Paul, <laughs> because they need to be saved too. Praise the Lord for people bold enough to do that.